If you've got a blue Bible, you'll find the first reading on page 1032. And it's Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 12. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. The second reading is from a first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 14, and it's found on page 1090. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For those who speak in a tongue do not speak to other people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But those who prophesy speak to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Great honor and uh, privilege to be here. There's an unusual sense of the presence of God here. So if I seem subdued, that's what it is. How many of us can sense that? An unusual presence of God. Unusual presence of God. And a fire will be lit. Flames will come forth, the fire of revival burst in your heart, poured from your loins to your sons and daughters. Fires of revival, they're here in this place. Momentum is growing, steam is growing, power is rising. Even as you're digging and as you seek me, my promise is complete, for I am faithful. I will pour out, I will pour out to many sons and daughters. I will pour out of my spirit, says the Lord, each will be used. Each will be mighty, my call is on you. You won't be let out. 
could somebody just gently strum something on a guitar? Is somebody up to that? <laughs> you deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the calling people in the Old Testament, he would often give them a scroll to eat. It wasn't a physical thing, but in the spirits, they would take and eat a scroll. And there's a sense that for one or two that are here today, God is breathing on you right now, and he's giving you a scroll. That scrawl speaks of the destiny and the call to nations. Just not if, if, you're, if you're still with me. A sense of this is the destiny of a nation and it is being placed in my spirit. A sense that this is what needs to happen in the nation or the nations. It's, it's being birthed in my spirit. And so, if as we've worshipped, or I've just shared that, there was, there was like a tremoring in your spirit, there was something uh, physical happening to you, a sense of, this is a word for me, R right where you are, I'd like to pray for you. There was just a sense that there was a shaking inside of you, that the Spirit of God was doing something to you right then. Just lift up your hand, I'll pray with you where you are. It's all right, Steve. It's all right. Please come, sir. Let's let's pray for these ones together. Father, Father, we release uh, an even deeper insight and understanding of what that is upon your daughter. In the name of Jesus, we release that in Jesus' name. Please join me, sir, in just ministering to your people. In the name of Jesus, we, we speak an ignition of whatever that call looks like for you. We speak a release and an igniting of it now in the name of Jesus. We 
pray over Emma and Lizzie, Lord. We uh, just pray that they would enter into the fullness of their true call from you at this particular time. Uh, we just pray for them and their families that doors would open, that paths would be cleared, that it would be easy for them to walk in this way that you call them to. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you with that gift, you may want to just begin to mutter in the spirit. Just begin to pray in your heavenly language. Lord, we thank you for Toby, uh, for his ministry, especially this time with the shift. Sustain him and release him into the ministry you have for him today and tomorrow and in the future, we pray. In Jesus' name. Just, just go ahead, just one more minute. Just pray in other tongues if you can. If you can't, don't worry, we'll, we'll explain it to you after. But if you could pray in the Spirit, just begin to pray in the Spirit. You're, you're churning up something inside. If you're a visitor, don't, don't be alarmed, all right? Don't be alarmed. We'll explain what it is. It's a, it's a gift of tongues. There's somebody here, and the Lord tells me they've been sitting on their gift. Somebody told them that they're not good enough. Somebody, who are you? Somebody told you that you're not good enough to function in the role that God has assigned for you. And I come. I come, is this okay, sir? I come to rebuke that lie. Please just stand with me, Steve. So, you know, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm doing this together with you. Yes, There's somebody here, somebody told you you're not good enough. And we come here to tell you that's a lie. You, you know, the, the truth of it is you will never be good enough but for the blood of Jesus. And you, you may look at your vicar and I know he won't mind me saying this and you may think he's perfect can, can you tell them sir that you're not perfect I can tell them that yes it's, so, uh, it's the gospel isn't it that we are as we said this morning at the shift it came to me just to share with everybody we are each the worst of sinners uh, but we are forgiven and redeemed in Christ uh, and that was about us never ever ever looking at each other and thinking she's in he's out or if only God would do that for them uh, no actually we all have the fullness of Christ so if you're that person and you've been told you're not good enough hear the word of the Lord today to you that you are pleasing to God that he looks at you and he is pleased with you he has done everything uh, for you so that you can fulfill your destiny in Christ and you are beautiful in his sight. Take that to heart and let it work away as we worship uh, now. The picture I have, it's one I've been working with for uh, weeks, but it's, uh, it involves movement, it involves a ship uh, leaving the harbour it's a black and a white ship, and it's moving smoothly out of the harbour. Something has been or is being 
launched. It's a very elegant, gentle kind of departure, this. No drama, uh, but there's such momentum. Uh, and so, Lord, we thank you for uh, opening the harbour doors, launching something, mm. something quite big, uh, in that very elegant, smooth way, right now. If you're here this morning, and there's a sense that you're stuck in a rut, you are not moving forward and fulfilling the call and destiny of God on your life. Now, that looks like 101 different things. It could be being a school teacher. It could be going back to school. It could be ministering to the sick. It could be applying for some governmental role. But if you feel that you're stuck in a rut, you're somehow not, not moving into the purpose and the timing of God for you, It'd be our honor and privilege to just pray for you. Just, just lift up your hand where you are and we'll pray for you. You feel that you're not fulfilling destiny. You're not fulfilling, fulfilling destiny. So Father, yeah, just raise those hands wherever you are. If you're raising your hand, is it all right to ask somebody next to them to just put a hand on their shoulder? I would have thought that's okay. Yes. Yeah. You can just, just quietly put a hand ask next to them. if it's all right to do that. Yeah. Yes. Just, just lift a hand, just lift a hand. Lord, we, we speak a releasing into destiny. We speak a releasing into destiny. We speak a pushing forward into the call of God on your life. We renounce the lie of the enemy that you are not good enough, that you are not gifted enough, that you are not eloquent enough, that you are not wealthy enough, that you are not educated enough, or that you don't come from the right family. We renounce those lies right now in the name of Jesus. And even with that picture that Steve had of the harbor opening, we, we speak an opening of opportunity for you. this sir stuff please sir you keep calling me sir oh it's just good in ministry to be as polite as you can you're very to polite avoid he's very he's very offense. gentle and, and gracious yes yeah <laughs> yes. just just in a, in a while ma'am so just pray this prayer with me huh look I, I need to tell you something i need to tell you a secret that there's somebody that god would he would move earth, he would move mountains for. He would cause an earthquake to happen. He would, he would do anything in the world that he can do if he's going to help that person. He, he would move mountains. He would, if God could rob banks, he would rob banks. Because he loves that person more than anybody else on the face of the planet. Does anybody know who that person is? It's, it's me. Does anybody, do, do you want to say who that, that person's name is? That person is called Robin. I, I'll give you one more time, because one more opportunity, because some of you aren't quite there yet. But you, you need to understand this. And understanding this will break off any sense of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, because when you were born, before you'd done anything, mom and dad, they looked at you. And they loved you. 
Who's that person that God loves more than anybody else in this room? Yeah, Lord, we seal that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, thank you. Thank you, Steve, for the, the honor of being here today. Um, th thank you, guys. That, that, that's great. We've got some books around the back, and I'm not saying this to sell merchandise, but because I don't know how much time, I guess the 20 minutes starts now that I'm to minister for, <laughs> so, but, but even then, but we've got a little book here. It's 70 Truths About the Gift of Prophecy, and then March the 11th, Saturday, March the 11th, we've got a, a training and equipping seminar on, on prophecy and the gift of prophecy. Hallelujah. Ah, I want to give this book away. Somebody who's really hungry. There, there you go. There you go. There you go. All that we can do today is continue to stoke the fires that other speakers have already been stoking inside of you. A hunger for more. A hunger to open the treasure trove of all the different gifts that are available for us by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I want, to, I, I, want to, I want to just say this. I want to paint a picture for you because I want that there's, there's somebody here, there's a young person here that really needs to leave this place hungry today. One of the things, one of the, the, the greatest pleasures that I have is leading a group of leaders of prayer prophetic ministry. It's called the Interprophetic Alliance. It's about 30, 40 different leaders of prophetic ministries. And we are running with a vision that God will trust us to be a voice to the nation. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. Prophetic ministry is going to receive a level of, uh, a level of accountability, a level of stewardship, a, a level of profile that in the years to come, this will be a nation under God. And how that will happen is just like in Bible times, there will be links between prophetically gifted ministers and everybody in government. And right from the prime minister to all heads of government, none of them will make decisions, none of them will make important choices without referring to their prophetic friend. Are you seeing this with me? And so God will say, this is my will for the nation. He will reveal it to the prophetic, and the prophetic will speak to the, the heads of education, the heads of uh, hospitals, the head of every area. They will know this is the will of God, and they will walk in it. Now, some of you are seeing, some of you aren't. Let, let me share this testimony just because I, 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 want, I want to encourage a release of faith. A friend of mine, if I could call him for a friend, I've, I've known him for many years, several years back, God spoke to him when he was in America and said, I want you to go to Australia and I want you to stand in the sea and declare the heavens to be opened. And so he grumbled about the price of tickets and uh, his wife told him off and eventually he went. And when he got to Australia, you know, he had a diplomatic car and all that and went, stood in the sea and he stood up and he said, heavens be opened. And on his way back, he noticed that it was raining. And he noticed that there were grown-ups all over jumping and shouting. And he was wondering, is this what Australians do when it rains? <laughs> and when he got back, he put on the telly. And there the, 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 the TV was announcing that the heavens have opened over Australia. That it's begun to rain. And it began to dawn on him that a physical rain was what God had sent him there for. 
Next thing that happened, the, the, the phone is ringing, and it's the prime minister's office. And the prime minister of Australia talks to him and says, you've got to come back to Australia. He goes back to Australia again, and God gives him a word for Australia. And you, you can Google this. Mosi Madubari is the name of the minister of Australia. You can Google it. They had a drought for about eight years. So when he goes back, Steve, this is a true story. He goes back, and God gives him this message. In the Australian anthem is a whole verse about God. And God tells him to tell the prime minister that if ever you become so daft and politically correct as to try and remove that verse, the famine that will come on this nation you will never recover from. And the prime minister is there weeping. Now, I don't mean to, to, to raise theological issues. I want you to just capture the, the essence of prophetic ministry that God is releasing. And he begins to weep and everybody else begins to weep. And that is a nation and the destiny of a nation being affected by prophetic ministry. Is there anybody that's hungry for that and would say, God, would you use me in my circle of influence to be your voice? Oh, yes. It's available. Now, it's not a calling for everybody, but that calling is available. But the calling that each of us at whatever level can be called to is the calling of simple prophecy. And the few minutes that I have left, I just want to say two or three things about the simple gift of prophecy. How much time have I got left? Simple gift of prophecy. So, ah, thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. I'm going to give somebody here a prophecy straight from the Bible. Who would like to receive that? The Lord would say to you, sir, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil to bring you to an expected end. And I hear the Lord say, it's from Isaiah 49, that I will contend with those who contend with you and I will deliver and I will save your children and I will deliver them even though that I in legal captivity. I hear the Lord say, I will break the shackles of captivity, the shackles of bondage and ignorance because I have anointed you and your prayers are ascending before my throne and I will bring release. Hallelujah. Did that bless your heart, sir? Hallelujah. The simple gift of prophecy is releasing a word of affirmation, a word of encouragement, a word of comfort, as Paul described in 1 Corinthians 14. It's not necessarily about the future as much as about declaring the now. And it, it comes in various ways. Sometimes it's a Bible passage. Sometimes, like for this gentleman, I'm seeing a well, sir. And, I was, and one thing you need to do, one thing you need to be careful of when you are giving prophecy is be conscious that there are three distinct areas in releasing a prophetic word. The first one is the revelation. Say with me, Revelation. The revelation is that imagination, that thing that just comes to your mind, that comes to your spirit. And it's one reason why you never want to ever allow yourself to be thinking or dwelling on anything that God isn't thinking or dwelling on. Because you want a sanctified imagination. You want everything that comes in there, you don't want to be cooperating with anything coming in there that you ought not, not, ought not to come in there so that you can trust it. Amen? 
just, just lift, a hand, lift a hand to Jesus with me, if you will. And just say, Lord Jesus, sanctify my mind and my spirit that all that comes in is from you. Amen. Amen. And so, with prophesying, there's three groupings to releasing a prophecy. One is the revelation. So, for this gentleman here, may I continue to use you for this? So, I'm seeing a well. That's all that the Lord's given me. The second bit that you then do when you're releasing a prophecy is you ask, oh, what's the interpretation? What, what does this mean? What could God be saying through this? And because the interpretation isn't always given to you by God, you then become a little bit tentative, a little bit careful with that. So I'm, I'm looking at you, and I'm seeing a well. And as I look at that well, I'm seeing it so deep. I'm seeing it so deep. And at the bottom of the well, I'm seeing waters coming in. And my mind now goes to, it's, it's, it's John 4, where it says, you will be like a well, a well of water bringing up into salvation. And I, I'm now, in, in, in my mind, I'm seeing you pulling out waters and pouring out waters, but the waters that you're pouring out, I'm seeing in intercession. Does this make sense to you, sir? It makes some sense. Okay. So he's, there's the well, there's the sense of interpreting what the Lord is saying, and then there's the sense of how is this applied. And we almost always leave it up to the person that's receiving it. So I, I, I'll leave that with you, you know, on how you may apply that. One of the other ways that there's, I'll just share five ways that you can receive prophecy. So the simplest way is through a Bible verse. You just go up to somebody, and there's this Bible verse. And so for you, Jill, I, I think it's, it's, it's Luke 11 or 12, where Jesus says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Does that bless you? Okay. So when you're giving somebody a Bible verse, it can hardly but bless them because it is a Bible verse. Apart from giving a Bible verse, sometimes God can remind you of a Bible character. Somebody in the Bible. It doesn't have to be the right gender, but from understanding what you know about that Bible verse, you could then relate it to that person. So, Dan, I've got Timothy for you. And from what we know of Timothy, Timothy was a great disciple, but also a great discipler. And I sense that Father God would want to encourage you in the fact that you have received a lot of discipleship, but also in the sense that you also have much to give. Does that bless you? Okay, thank you. Thank you. So sometimes uh, a Bible character, at other times you may get a picture. And with the picture, sometimes you can draw. Something that I've, like, I've liked doing b b before is, is visiting pubs and, and drawing pictures and saying, you know, I've got a picture for you. They think you're a little bit funny, but, but that's all right. But drawing pictures. And so for you, can I tell you the picture I have for you? I have a picture of a vase. And I'm seeing flowers in that vase. And I'm just sensing that the Lord would want to affirm to you again that you are His, you are chosen to be His, and you are chosen to reflect His beauty to all those around you. Does that bless you? Okay, I haven't got any nose yet, all right? So sometimes it's a picture. But one of the things that we need to do in learning to prophesy, two things we need to do in, in learning to prophesy, one is always offer the word and ask the person, how does it sit with them? 
Because what we're doing when we're offering prophecy is we, we, we're not forcing something, but we want to offer it and say, does this bless you? Does this minister to you? It avoids them having a sense of, oh no, what do I, what do, I do with this word? It offers them a sense that, hey, look, that, that doesn't quite apply to me. And when you're receiving prophecy, I won't, mustn't forget what I was saying earlier, but when you're receiving prophecy, three things you need to, three compartments you need to put the prophecy in. One is, hey, that's great, that's spot on, I love that. Second category is, hey, it doesn't exactly fit where I am now, but it may be a blessing later, so I'm going to pray about that. And then the third thing you do when you receive a prophecy, if it's like, <laughs> no, no, you scare me, <laughs> I don't really like that at all, is you, 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 you can be kind about it and say, thanks ever so much for your boldness, thank you for sharing that with me, but I don't think it's for me this time. And you put it in the bin. Is that all right? You see, the, the, the times are coming, and we, we prayed earlier for prophetic rivers and streams to flow through the church. Now, when you have prophetic rivers and streams flowing, how many of us know that sometimes you're going to get it wrong? A lot of people will sometimes get it wrong. But if we understand some of these procedures about releasing prophetic, it makes it safe. So the other thing, the last thing that I want to say about simple prophecy, apart from understanding revelation, interpretation, application, is you want to offer it in love. You want to offer it with the heart of love. You want to offer it with a heart of compassion. And sometimes God will show you something that's a negative about somebody. Has anybody received a, 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 a revelation that's a negative? Oh, yes. What do you do when you get a, a, a negative? When you get a negative, one thing you do is pray. Thank you. The other thing that you do is you prophesy the opposite. Because our words release life. Our words release energy. Our words release power. I'll never forget this, this, this illustration. There was this guy that was cheating on his wife. And so the prophet called him out and began to bless him and began to say and began to speak to him about how God had called him to model marriage and how God had called him to be a pillar in society, how God had called him to be an example for his children and all the young people. And what do you think he did? He broke down crying. Nobody but the person giving the word and him understood what was going on. But prophecy, it reconnects people to their destiny. It reconnects people, this is my purpose. And so when we prophesy, even for, for those of you that had this experience, even if you see something that's negative, it's not that God wants you to tell the negative, it's because God wants you to release a healing and remind that person of the destiny that they were born, they were placed on the earth to, to, to fulfill. Is that all right? I'd like to pray for one category of people. Have I got a minute to do that, Steve? Pray for one category of people. When I was growing up, and I, I, I got saved in a, I, I believe you could call it an awakening, and everybody, everybody in, in the early 80s where I grew up wanted to become a pastor or an evangelist. That, that's what we wanted. But there's, there's a shifting that's taking place now. And there, 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 are, there are some young people here, you don't necessarily have the call to a pulpit ministry, but you have a call to a place of influence in society. My niece has a call to a place, ever since she was a little girl, she had seen herself winning beauty pageants. And she, she, she's the Miss Africa for UK now. That was, an, that was a, a, a place of influence a place where you can rule, a place where you can shine for Jesus. 
And I'd, I'd love to pray for one or two people because I know that there's, there's at least two people here that you have a call to be a Joseph, or you have a call to be a Daniel. Joseph and Daniel didn't, weren't renowned for their pulpit ministries, but they were renowned for what they did in government. So if you've seen yourself, I'm going to ask you to be very bold now, if you've seen yourself occupying a place of governments, a place of governance where you, 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 you're making laws, you're passing laws, you're in a place of influence, and you're under... Uh, let's be kind, and you're under 50, you're young, if you've seen that, I'd, I'd like to just pray with you to, to, to close today. Yeah, be, be bold, be bold, be bold. I see one hand, I see two hands. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. J just play something for me, sir. Uh, on, j just play something for me there, and we'll just, just pray. We'll just pray for these. Yeah. Yes, Lord, we, we align. Can I just, just see those hands again? Lord, we align. Uh, if I'm praying for them and as I pray for them, you, 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 you connect with something that I'm praying, then just let me know. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray a connection with that place of influence. We pray a connection for that place of influence for your daughter in the name of Jesus. Who, who is raising their hand here? We, 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 place, we place, Lord, a connection with your daughter, with that place of influence, with that place of governance, with that place that you have called her to rule, with that place that you have called her to reign, Father. We give you praise, Father. We thank you for the dormant calls again, Lord, and we thank you for a rekindling to begin to occupy those places that you have called them to. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.